This is uh, 16 days of activism that we are saying no to violence, no to crime, no to abuse against women and children. But uh, we've heard the story of Avanti Naidu. We've heard uh, the story of so many women within their households who are being failed by society, who are being failed by our frontline police officers who are supposed to be protecting us. We've heard the statistics and uh, no is no, but enough is not done to make sure that this is enforced. Let us uh, now welcome Nana Ngobese, who's a specialist in women in politics and uh, president of Women Forward, who hopefully will be able to shed some light. Thank you very much for joining us, Nana. How are you doing this morning? Yo, I'm devastated, Patricia, after listening to all of this now, and it's just summing up what is happening in our private uh, places that are supposed to be places of solace, places of comfort, places of real life. And you can just imagine what all this does to even the children who grow up in that environment because they see that as a normal, because they don't know any other. And patriarchy, this is the nature of patriarchy. It it, it is controlling, it's violent, it's, what do you call that, it it makes even the people who perpetrate uh, that violence be unkind even to themselves. It, it's such an animal that I don't know how we are all going to uh, to deal with. But coming back to the instances that you're talking about, um, it's quite sad that our, our, our homes are the killing fields now, uh, and we have nowhere to run, to be honest, because just like uh, in the clip, the lady went to the police, and she was actually arrested after she has been beaten so many times in her own home, but then when a guy reports, again, patriarchy, when a man comes in to report just that single instance, everyone is actually uh, 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 supporting him by actually uh, 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 making sure that the lady is actually incarcerated. So there's, there's a problem uh, with the, the way the, 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 the power is um, arranged in this patriarchal society. And I think it's much bigger than the conversation we're having today. This is just a symptom of what uh, Patrick, looks like. Nana, you know, I'm glad that you, when I asked you how you're doing, you said you are devastated. One of the things that we shy away from as South Africans, we shy away from speaking our truth. So such issues, you'd say, I am fine. But I'm glad that you started off and said you are devastated about what is going on. But what I want to bring you back to is the issue of patriarchy. In this particular clip, Avanti Naidu was arrested by two female officials. Who, who who never wanted to hear or give her the opportunity to 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 investigate or hear her side of the story, but they kept her in a cell. So this patriarchy is not only that it's the men who are propagating it. Even women officials are doing the same thing. Then what do we do? What do we say to our society if we as women are also allowing patriarchy to, to rear its ugly head? It's easier for us to actually say, how would women... women um, react differently in this box because we are all in this box we don't know how to behave otherwise we all grew up in a space that supported male power now for us to think outside that box is going to take a lot of courage a lot of boldness from from all of us to see the world differently which is why uh, when i actually did a clip uh, earlier on for for miss couple i said all of us are responsible for confronting patriarchy. Funny enough, um, as much as men uh, with their bravado 
make it look like, you know, they're, they're thriving in this pachaki. They are having a difficult time, most of them, to put up this face of being tough, of being a tough man, because you are asked to do something that is not you. Now, coming back to the women in the Pachaka setup, remember earlier on when I said, in the environments where women are beaten up, the children are watching how society is structured. So that actually allows the children to absorb a lie, because it is a lie of life called patriarchy that does not allow people to be treated as equals. The other part that I would actually say is that the least we can do dealing with patriarchy is to treat each other the way we would like to be treated. It can't be that difficult to understand that because the very same man who has beaten this wife so many times until a child said, Papa, stop hitting my mom. I mean, what type of a world are you creating for that young man? Because that boy is going to start thinking it's normal for him to actually beat up uh, women. So what is important for us is that we have to learn to go back uh, to our basics of wanting the good for the other. I don't want to marry you because I want to extend my ego. I don't want to marry you because I have to look like I'm a tough man. I don't want to marry you because uh, I'm not going to be called indoor if I'm not married. Because we've done that over the years. Even us as women today, I have to say indoor to say that What does it mean if he has not married? Nana. He's not a man. Nana, on that point, I'd like us to go to news headlines with Kang Sile Amanyone. After that, you and I will continue with this conversation because I know a lot of um, the listeners are also wanting to weigh in on this conversation via our WhatsApp line. Thank you very much. Just hold for us. Kang Sile, thank you very much. Give us the news headlines. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.5 FM in Tabazimbi. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. Join us and uh, as we speak and discuss about gender-based violence, I know it's a conversation that we've been having. I know it's a conversation that touches all of us in one way or another, but I'd love to hear from you. Call in on 011-714-2006. In fact, this number should be on your speed dial. Um, you can also WhatsApp us on 0614-104-107 as we discuss uh, gender-based violence and the re-victimization of uh, victims within our system. How society has failed um, a young woman and children, how society is not pulling its weight, how the powers that be that need to protect us are not doing what needs to be done. I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to interact with you to see if you you can give us a solution, perhaps. If not a solution, maybe you can tell us what it is that we should be doing as a society to see the end of this sort of crime. We are talking to Nanangobese, who is a specialist in women in politics and the president of the Women Forward. Nana, before we went to the news headline, you were talking about the patriarchal system that we also need to start adjusting the way... W- our normal should change. Our normal should no longer be just brushing it under the carpet once a child is seen or witnessed of violence. But it, it doesn't go just at, at the violence level. It goes beyond that. You, you find stories of fathers molesting and raping their own daughters um, or, or their nieces and nephews. Then what do we say about this? Where would this be emanating from and how can it, it be stopped? Patricia, again, when we talk about patriarchy, it's, it's a system that operates in violence. Now that the, there's a pushback from 
the misnidus because the law allows them. There's a pushback from the women who no longer want to agree with the so-called norm of just taking the violence as it has happened for, for hundreds of years where women were just sitting in a corner somewhere. They want to actually pull themselves, I mean, out of these chains and, and, and get themselves free. Once they do that, it, because it's a, it's, a, it's a violent system, it's not possible that it's going to end there. It will continue all the way down to the children or to whoever else is standing in the way of this animal that thinks it can only be powerful by sitting on top of others. Now, children become also part of the, they are part of the, 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 the victims, uh, the victimhood that you actually see in there. Because when children grow up in environments like that, they don't see the world any other way. And there, if father is the one who's always beating up mom, definitely together when the children actually start saying, but dad, you can't do that. Remember, they go to schools. They do the constitution. They do all these things about their life skills. Let's say it's not normal for this to actually happen. So they will stand up also to their dads and say it's not supposed to happen. And what, what does the animal do? He will slap the child. You are talking too loud because for a long time, father could do anything he wanted. But let me not, uh, let me not continue saying that all men have been like this all the time. In South Africa in particular, we had a violent apartheid system also that added on top of what you are talking about, which actually says you as a man are the one who can be seen. Women and children were not heard. They were only seen because they were part of this image making for this man who is supposed to be seen to be powerful in the environment. All this while, remember, as the men were growing, as women were growing, homes belonged to men. They didn't belong to the whole family. They didn't belong to, 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 to everyone else. The, 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 the owner of the home was the one who perpetrated the violence quietly, if one can put it like that. And nobody knew what was supposed to happen. If for some reason a woman went out or told anyone, outside the family that things were wrong. They would say, how can you hang the dirty laundry of your family to everyone else around? There's no dirty laundry here. It's somebody who is suffering, but because the suffering has been normalized for women, it was not possible even for the, for the, for the neighbors to assist the women because they could not enter the space of this man who owned that environment because by the nature of Pachaki, he's the owner of that environment. It cannot be disturbed. It cannot be uh, challenged by anyone else because they also have their own homes where they do whatever they want. Let me go to the lines. We are talking about a very sensitive issue here. And uh, Nanang Gobese, who's a specialist in women in politics and president of the Women Forward, is our guest talking gender-based violence as uh, we are activating. Uh, we, we are in the in the heart of the 16 days of activism a campaign against gender-based violence um on the line i've got mum ivy who's in johannesburg uh, good morning mum ivy good morning Tess. how are you mum ivy I'm, I'm disturbed by what we are experiencing as a country uh but other than that we are taking it step by step how are you doing mum ivy i'm doing fine yes pet i'm so worried you know the thing which has happened here, we need help. We need help. 
from all the leaders who got power in this country, they must help us. Because if you see now the gender-based violence, the killing because of the corruption, you know, everybody is hungry, everybody is not working, that people eat from the dust and there's nothing in the dust to eat anymore because it's too hard. People sleeping under the bridges with the kids. There's no houses, but they promise their houses. So can you please help me so that I can talk, ask them to help? What about our elders when we don't listen to our elders? People mm. are suffering. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I need the help. Thank you very much, Mum Ivy. And uh, we've heard you loud and clear. Uh, Nana, Mum Ivy is talking about the fact that uh, poverty is one of the things that is, is, is a scourge in South Africa and it could possibly be the reason why um, we are seeing such spikes in gender-based violence. And I know a lot of people, when we say gender-based violence, they feel as if we are talking about females who are being abused. But gender-based violence goes over and above that. It's the LGBTQI community as well that falls within this uh, violence. So what would your response be to Umam Ivy, who's crying, and the elderly who are not being respected, the elderly who are also crying foul uh, when it comes to poverty and uh, the results of gender-based violence? Yeah, I understood, uh, uh, Patricia. You, you know, when she was talking, Umam Ivy, what came to my mind was, in the olden times, there would never be a situation where somebody would, would complain about poverty because communities look after one another. They were able to find ways, you know, what you call that, a, a, a nana, go and barter something with the other neighbor, because they understood that their situation was not, was not necessarily ideal, but they looked after, after one another. So we uprooted ourselves from the communities that we lived in that did that, and we moved to so-called foreign spaces, you know, where you didn't know who your neighbor was. It didn't matter who was your neighbor. And as time went, when things got worse, you know, even in the family where there was nothing, it became very difficult for people to to talk to each other and, 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 and find solutions for their problems because we moved away from where we, we live together as such communities into so-called foreign spaces, which makes even the situation worse because... What it does is that isolation for each family becomes even more uh, serious because your problems, even in a setup where you are a mom who is supposed to provide, you, you can't even go next door, even if you could. Your next door is probably say, in the same predicament, which is why maybe government actually went the route of, uh, of, 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 of uh, dealing with the, with the grants. And the elderly... In the, in the new setups where we are, in the townships, in the Mkokos and all of those things, are the last on the list because people, when they survive, they see the elderly people as, 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 as burdens. They don't see them as people who add value to the upbringing of the children in their own environment. And most of the time, probably, we've even left the elderly at home 
somewhere in the in the in the rural areas. If we bring them here, we don't see them as adding value to the to our families. Now, I want to talk about this in the context of actually saying what could be done, bringing in the LGBTQIA communities and all of those things. I did say earlier on, the least we can do is to treat the next person the way you want to be treated. And when we talk about those platforms, like I said, it's things that say it can be done, but it needs us to be conscious of the fact that we are living in this bubble that is no longer working. What's going to happen at the end is that you are going to all kill each other off if we don't find solutions where we say, can even if we have women leadership, because this is what I talk about most of the time, we don't want uh, female leaders who are going to act like men. We want women who are going to be uh, very kind, who are going to be accommodative of everyone. Remember, we are mothers to everyone. We are sisters to everyone. And our nature allows us to nurture. So if we create platforms where we start saying, can we move away from this place where things are not working? Let's create a new platform that is accommodating of everyone where when things are not working, it's easy for people to say, this is not working for me. Can you respect my space? This is not working for me because in this bubble of patriarchy, there's no, there's no conversation. It's, it's survival of the fittest. Even amongst men, amongst themselves, they are killing each other for power within this patriarchal space. So when we move aside and, and have the women forward, because it may not be the only platform where this actually happens, it says, let's have a new conversation where both men and women are invited to contribute to the new society. Children are allowed to have their voice. And I think that is what the South African Constitution is trying to do, but we need to enact it. We need to create platforms that are going to make sure that actually happens. It's going to be a slow process, Patricia. It's not going to be quick, simply because there's going to be a pushback from the people who benefit from patriarchy. The time now is 43 minutes after nine. We are talking to Nana Ngobese, who's a specialist in women in politics and president of Women Forward. We are looking at gender-based violence. And according to Nana, well, we need to be inclusive and we need to discuss the systems that we currently live under where patriarchy is causing um, things like gender-based violence. Let's go to the lines. And Dambo from Orlando is holding. Good morning, Dambo. Morning, Patricia. How are you? Ndambo, we are talking about something very devastating, so I can't say I'm well, but I'm taking it step by step. How are you doing, Ndambo? I'm not doing well. I'm also devastated. Mm. It's a bad state that we see ourselves in as a country, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. I felt it to be unfair of me not to comment regarding this, considering this issue. You know, really, women are getting abused. I confess, Patricia. I'm a man, I've tried to make a difference, I've tried, I've tried to speak a difference to other men, but I need to be honest, men are so defensive. You just put yourself in my shoes, one-on-one, as men are discussing, but this other man, he's, he, does not, he does not want to acknowledge, he's always justified his wrong, his wrong acts, you understand? So, the point I'm trying to make, I don't know what else needs to be done. Because the more we talk about this issue, is the more these monsters escalate their acts. Understand? It's like they are trying to prove the point that no, we are talking nonsense.
They are the ones who are going to abuse this this women. Women are getting abused. I'm so sympathetic. I don't know what to say to Christian. You know, Ndambo, as you're saying as a man, this is th- this is how you feel. And then I read a message here on WhatsApp from Linda. Linda is in KZN. Linda says, a point of blaming men about abuse is pointless. Question, who gives birth to this man? Is it not a woman? Now, let me tell you, abuse is manifested from lack of respect, lack of respect from couples, irrespective from which side, because as men, we are emotional, emotionally abused by these women, uh, minimizing our existence to none, and no one is standing up against that. He further says, <laughs> you mean it is fine for women to beat a man? How silly are you, woman? Abuse is an abuse, irrespective of who is doing it. Mm-hmm. And he says he, he puts his thumbs up to those police women who arrested um, wrongfully Avante Naidu, the clip that we opened on about. And Dambo, how do you feel about a man saying, My well, women are, are, women are also beating up men? My goodness. My goodness. What kind of comment is that? Well, he's entitled to his comment. Linda is entitled to his comment. But I accept it. Mm. I accept it. But does that address the issue that is at hand as you speak? No. We do acknowledge some, but majority, out of 100%, 99.1%, we abuse women. We need to come up and stand up as men and say, yes, we are wrong. Yes, we do acknowledge that sometimes Patricia can do something wrong to me, something wrong to me. But the fact that it's not going to not going to change. We abuse women. I confess, and it's wrong. We need to stand up. We need to be the the, the one. We need to be the wisest men to stand up and say it's enough. Thank you very much, Ndambo, um, for that comment. I'd like to go to Vuyiswa in Parktown. Um, Parktown North. Vuyiswa, good uh, morning. How are you doing? Morning, Patricia. How are you? Hey, step by step, uh, Vuyiswa. Thanks to Sister, uh, thanks to Sister Nangodesi, and thanks for this prog- program that you guys are, are on. Um, I think uh, the problem that we really have uh, as South Africans is African. It is because we want to follow the Western style of dealing with this gender-based violence uh, issue. Uh, we need to move away from that because uh, the very women that are in the forefront trying to fight this gender-based violence, you have so much discrimination in the NGOs that will tell you straight that I'm not, we are not dealing with women in the urban areas. We're dealing with women in the villages because they've taken some funding abroad and, and said they were going to concentrate on women in the, in the rural areas. This, this, this is a, 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 a problem that affects all of us, regardless you are in the urban areas. Growing up in London, because I grew up in exile, you know, I know that for the fact that in their own Western style, they've got shelters. Uh, they specialize on shelters, and which is not going to work with the African people. Taking a woman into a shelter where she's going to be abused. Also, they sleeping together with men in one environment. Instead of us having a place where we can say women can be taken to this place. I was very young in England, but I know that if you phone 1 a.m. to a.m., you find somebody on the line. In South Africa, it takes ages to get to to the CEO. The moment they ascend to these positions, they are, they are, they are, they are inaccessible. And um, the Beijing Conference resolution, I was still young also in the U.S., I was at Harvard University. And 
I still have the copy. I got the copy because I'm, I'm a very, you know, adventurous person. So I took this this, uh, this document. I still have it. Not one of these resolutions has ever implemented, especially in African countries. But what we see is the UN. I was actually arguing with Mrs. Pomzile Mlambonga when she was on Songezo Mapiakosin. Even her own office right now, the UN, is inaccessible. I'm a victim of a man at a workplace. Not my husband. My husband was a, a good man, an African-American. We passed on. But I, I, I was a victim of a man who was used by an MEC in the office I was working in to abuse me like nobody's business. I failed. I've gone to gender equality, uh, whatever you call it, and I've, I've actually reported Human Rights Commission. They are stagnant. Nothing is happening because it's all because these men and women that, that are in power a one school of thought. And we need to look mm-hmm. at this. You can't send a woman with children to a shelter. We need to fight for houses. I will also agree with poverty because we need to get houses that will be set for abused women, for spinsters, because the problem why women land in the if women's hands is because they have no place, they want a place to sleep, they have no job, mm-hmm. they want food. We address poverty together with this gender. Based mm-hmm. violence, as a based violence, actually we are not going to win this in a Western style. You know, Vuyiso, I'm glad that you bring up the fact that we do have uh, laws and constitutions that are written in paper. I think maybe the first point of call is making sure that we we enforce these in order for us to see the end of gender-based violence. Because even the shelters, even the houses, those won't make a difference if law enforcement is not upheld. Thank you so very much, Vuyiso. And it's sad to hear that you had experienced abuse in a professional environment. And I do hope that that you do get justice like the many other South Africans out there who are seeking justice. Thank you, Ruiz. Patricia Dooley on SAFM. We are looking at gender-based violence, a topic that I think South Africans need to not shine an eye on, but make sure that we continue talking until we get to action. And action will possibly yield uh, great results in our near future because we don't want the generation that comes after us to battle with the same issue. I'd like to hear from you on our uh, WhatsApp line, which is 0614-104-107, or you can uh, send us an SMS on 41391. Call in on 011-714-2006. Our guest is Nanangobese, who is a specialist in women in politics and president of Women Forward, and obviously we are trying to get to the bottom of gender-based violence. In recent times, our um, our president was talking to us and he said that 21 women, this was in, in, in July, 21 women and children were murdered in the couple of weeks of that month. And when we are looking at the, the, the stats and the figures, over 52,000 sexual offenses and nearly 42,000 rapes were reported to the police in 2019. And 2020 has just been as Bad. These are the current statistics that we are looking at. A woman is murdered every three hours, and according to stats, um, 51% of South African women have experienced some form of violence at the hands of someone with whom they are in a relationship with, whether a father, a partner, an uncle, and and, and, and this is something that makes us all want to stand up. Let me go to some of the voice notes. 
Okay, before we do the voice notes, let me allow Nana Ngobese to, to weigh in on these statistics. Nana, you, you advocate for women to come up and to, to, to assume leadership positions. But with the sort of stats that we are looking at, that, um, you know, 51% of women in South Africa have experienced some sort of violence or abuse at the hands of someone they know. How do we then also ensure that women are strong enough to, to stand up in leadership if there is such abuse when it comes to women? Yeah, uh, can I start by acknowledging Dambo um, and, and Buisa's comments? Because there are many Dambos, let, let's, just, let's just say, there are many men who are tired of this patriarchal yoke on their shoulders. They just want to live as human beings. That's, that's all that is required as a human being. And I want to go further and say, Vuiswa, the things that you raise about what is written on paper, remember those are just guidelines so that we don't move away from what needs to happen for us to have normal societies. So when it is written down, yet we still have environments that are not even allowing those things to be to be uh, implemented. We still have a problem. And I don't even want to say by having women at the top, things are going to change. We need to have women, not necessarily strong women, but courageous and bold women who are going to say, can we try to do things differently? Because once you talk about people in so-called power, we have have a, a problem even of language to say power. Remember, the people who are in those positions are supposed to serve us. We have to change the language of what we require from those people. And it's very important for us to realize that we, we have to conscientize ourselves on a regular basis. Because once you say somebody is in power, you are giving even your power away as a human being to another. So what is important, like I actually said earlier on, where in Women Forward we are trying to say, bring people around so that we start crafting a new conversation around what it means to have a non-patriarchal environment where everyone is allowed to have a voice so that when decisions are made, they are made on behalf of those who are even most vulnerable so that the society starts realizing that it's not about power plays to, to exist in a world. And I know when you're talking about theory, I've never lived in a non-patriarchal world myself. I'm just wishing and saying, I know out there, there are many people who are tired of patriarchy. Can you look at different systems? Let's look at the system that's going to allow all of us to participate, allow our children to have a voice so that they say to themselves, I am not going to live a life I saw my mother or my father live. I want mom dambos, men, who are going to come there and say, it's tough to be a man. Because I have to talk to, the, to, to my very own people and tell them that this is not the way of life. And I want to give this as a, as a, even as a, as a background. South Africa was not going to win its liberation without even the white people who came out and said, you know what, we see the world differently. Because you need those people who say, this is not the way of doing things. We can actually work out a place where more people can actually be free in the country so that, you know, we open up the society that is going to be. So we, we are looking for new ways of doing things. And nobody has a single answer. And it would be very unfair for us to believe that all that has gone on, even from the Western world, that was violent. 
when it came and violated Africa, took away our platforms where we had our Rahadi and all of those people who were making sure that within our community things were, were actually working almost normally, I can put it like that. So what is important in what I'm actually saying is that the, this problem is multifaceted and it needs a lot of um, uh, uh, entry points where we are all going to arrive at a place where when we talk to children, they feel like, no, it's better than when I, I, I grew up in, in the environment where, where, where my parents were always at each other's throats. It's much better now that you are able to talk about things. And it's going to take a while, Patricia, and it's not going to happen overnight. What is important is that we are even beginning to talk about it because it, for a long time, this place has not been challenged. This place has not been talked about. This place has been seen as sacrosanct. It belongs to the man who has been given everything around him as part of his property, including his wife and his children. They're not property to you. Those are partners in your growth as a man who wants to become a better citizen. Nana, thank you very much for joining us. And I do hope that uh, we continue with these conversations until we find uh, resolutions that will work for our society. Uh, we really appreciate the fact that you are standing up and uh, making sure that women's voices are heard, but also we are raising men who are going to cause our society to experience change. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Let's go to Kangsi Lemanyoni for the news update at 10.